and welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? With you as always, it's Adam. Good, man. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful day here in Spokane. 60 degrees. <laughs> hey, good for you. It's um, actually really nasty in the Bay Area. It's, it's raining and windy and it's probably like 50, but it's just like... A lot of rain. So it's the, everyone knows or everyone should know that the traffic in the Bay Area is just like awful. And when it right. rains, it's just it's extra bad. So everyone hates the rain around here. And they don't know how to build roofs in California. Um, so every time it rains, you get like roof leaks everywhere. Just FYI. People say it's because <laughs> of the people say it's because the sunstroke that the roofs suffer the rest of the year. They're not, oh, like, you know, they can't handle it. But anyway, so I hate the rain. But uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at. But good to be talking to you here on a Wednesday. Um, for sure, it's uh, it's been a while. We had a little bit of technical difficulties with the last show, and but we've you know got that posted, um, and now we're here. And this week uh, we're going to be doing one of our favorite um, Nickel, one of my favorite Nickelodeon shows. Um, this week we're going to be doing Doug. Um, Ow. But, uh, but, keep going. <laughs> but before, uh, but before we talk about that, um, you know, I just wanted to, um, thank our listeners as always. Um, um, it's, you know, it's been a real treat to get emails from people and, you know, actually have people like, re, re, you know, responding to the show. Um, so that's been really nice. And I, you know, I appreciate, uh, you know, feedback and we've gotten a couple of new, iTunes reviews, um, which was nice to get as well. We uh, we did get we did get a one star review from someone. Um, I'm not I'm not sure who that was. I'm not sure if that was someone that we asked to review us, and then they decided, hey, I'm going to be a dick and give us a one star. But uh, hey, that happened. When did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. We like we got a couple emails. I always whenever I get an email, I always tell someone, hey, like, can you go can you go review the show? And uh, and sometimes they say, yeah, sure. And maybe someone wasn't happy to that we asked them to do that. I don't know. <laughs> maybe someone listened to the show and didn't like it. Who knows? But uh, whoever gives well, one star, I hope- whoever gives a one star, you suck. So, <laughs> Yeah, I don't like you at all. Um, but yeah, other than that, thanks for listening to the show. You can uh, email us at... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Other than that guy, we like the rest of you. Thanks for listening to the show. You can email the show at Super 90s Brothers, all spelled out at gmail.com. You can interact with us on Twitter and Facebook um, by using our handles. And uh, yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear your requests and feedback. And we would love those five-star reviews on iTunes So f- to help especially compensate for what some jagoff did to us over this. But, you know, that's kind of the internet world we live in. It's best not to get too upset about it. That's true. Uh, I will say the, the feedback that we have gotten um led us to you know recording the show with better sound quality so i will say that the one star review didn't actually leave any feedback so we don't even know why he doesn't like it um so or she or she probably it probably I, a he but maybe she maybe maybe it's my wife maybe she like finally like listened to the show and like she's like oh, i don't really like the show i'm gonna give it a one star no she she did listen to it on her run that one time and the feedback i got was that she liked me and not you mm. that that sounds about right so, yeah. but, but my wife says the same thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I wanted to start off with something a little bit different this week, Adam. Um, you know, we don't really have segments of the show. We, um, we're going to talk about Doug and honestly, there's not that much to talk about Doug in terms of like, you know, pop culture, um, and how much and how we feel about it. But I wanted to ask you a question. Um, what is something from the nineties that you feel that you really missed out on like a fad or is, is there something that like that what happened in the nineties that you didn't, that you didn't experience and wish you experienced it or you dismissed and don't care about? It? I don't know. Something like that. Okay. Well, definitely something that I missed and I don't care about at all were beanie babies. I never got 
the whole Beanie Baby thing ever. To this day, I don't get Beanie Babies. I don't, they're just little stuffed animals. I don't get what's so fascinating about them. And the amount of time people spent collecting these things and buying these things and talking about these things and trading these things under this guise that it was all going to be worth so much money in the future. Guess what? It's not. Like, you can go buy the rarest Beanie Baby online right now for like 10 bucks. Like, oh my God, you guys are so like, you know, moving on up to the east side now with your $10 Beanie Babies. It's like such a waste. It's a bunch of stupid little stuffed animals. Now, if you're some girl and you thought they were cute, that's one thing. But all for all you adults that were collecting them, like some sort of Bitcoin, like seriously, take a look at yourselves in the mirror. <laughs> Are they really not worth anything now? Like, is that, is that true? No, they're, they're, yeah, they're worth what you'd expect. You know, they're worth like a little more than maybe what you bought them for 25 years ago. They're not even worth the, the inflation that has happened in 25 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, pro- there's probably a handful of like really rare ones that I don't know about. And I'm sure some like chubby cat lady on her couch in like a, a sweater, a Christmas sweater is going to email the show and be like, I sold my, you know, you know, Gargamel beanie baby for $112. It's like, oh, okay, great. I, I'm sure that'll really help pay for your, you know, rent. <laughs> but this month, but seriously, Beanie Babies were stupid, and I missed out, and I didn't care. And I remember being like critical of them, like when I was like nine. Like so, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I was right. I, I got a funny story about uh, Beanie Babies, which you probably maybe know about. Um, our student advisor, when we went to high school at Mount Spokane, um, she like spent like a ton of like our class's money on Beanie Babies. And I actually think she spent like a majority on it. Like, like, like it was like a big deal. And she like displayed all these beanie babies like in a cabinet. But like that was her reasoning for buying them all was like that she thought they were an investment and that we could like make money on that, which I don't even know if it's like a really like a legal thing to do. Can you do that as a, at a school? <laughs> as, a, <laughs> can you, as, a, as a proprietor of school funds, can you invest taxpayer dollars to make money on the long uh, for beanie babies? <laughs> Um, all I remember is that they were just displayed in this case and like, and, but the, also the teacher, I think after, I think she left basketball camp. Who was this teacher? Who was this teacher? It was, it was Mrs. Crabtree. Um, I might go back and like blink that out, but it was Mrs. Crabtree. Crabtree. Yeah. She was like a, a health slash PE teacher. Um, not Mrs. Crab. Was it Mrs. Crab? I don't remember I, anyway, Mrs. Mrs. Crab is our is our late PE teacher. Did you know that she had passed? Thanks for bringing that up. I, I did not know that. Um, it might I it like might Mrs. actually Crab. be Mrs. Crab. I don't. Mrs. Crab was a PE teacher, but she didn't have any access to school funds, and I I like TA'd for her one quarter, and she didn't have. She never once mentioned Beanie Babies. Had Beanie Babies, so that would surprise me if it was her. Okay. Well, anyways. Um, I just remember that from high school. I, I, I didn't have Beanie Babies either. Um, so, um, Okay, so what fad did you miss out on? You know what? I totally missed out on the whole grunge phase, like Nirvana, um, Green Day, like all that. Like I wasn't like into like any of that at all. Like it wasn't until like the late 90s that I started like getting into like kind of more rock and that was like like Foo Fighters and – um, bands like that, but like in the early '90s, like, like I watched a lot of like MTV, but I totally like, <laughs> I totally did not. I, if like a grunge like song came on, I would like skip it. I just like didn't care for it. And like we lived, you know, in the Pacific Northwest, where like, you know, where grunge like originated. You like were a lot closer to it than I was living in Olympia. Um, but I totally missed out on the music and everything and like going back and like listen to listening to like grunge and like, like Pearl jam and Nirvana. Like I kind of, I'm, I'm bummed that like I didn't get to like experience firsthand when I was like listening to like MC hammer and like Madonna and like show tunes. <laughs> I, I didn't listen to show tunes. You, you said once on the podcast, you liked show tunes when you were a kid. I don't. <laughs> Maybe I said that like for like a joke. I, I really don't. I said that. I'm going to go back and find it. Yes, that. you definitely said that. I gave you shit about it. Hmm. I would like, I pictured you in your room like singing and dancing to like guys and dolls. <laughs> As like a little seven year old. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Gr- grunge music was really big in Seattle. And um, when I was like seven, eight, I lived in a suburb of Seattle called Federal Way. And, uh, 
yeah, it was pretty hard to escape. Um, I, my sister was a teenager at the time, and I remember, like, her friends would, like, show up, and they, like, looked like these guys. They looked like... Like that, that scene in Clueless where Alicia Silverstone's talking shit about all the guys in her class and their generation with, like, their greased back hair and their, like, long pants that don't fit, and they look like they just fell out of bed. Those were my sister's friends. <laughs> I, I had babysitters. <laughs> I definitely had babysitters that were, like... In the whole, like, like the flannel, the, you know, cut jeans, yeah. So I, I was, I mean, I saw it. I just never really cared about it, nor did I, you know, want to be a part of it. So, right. Well, it's too bad. It was a good little era, but, you know, not music, something you can hit late and still enjoy. So I think you, you still got the most out of it. For sure. Anyway. So let's, uh, let's talk about, um, one of the most beloved, uh, Nick tunes. Um, I, I want to say it was one of the originals when uh, Nick Tunes. It was. It was definitely. Are you kidding? It was the first Nick Tune that ever aired okay. Sunday at ten a.m. So it was the morning that Nick it was Nick Tunes. I mean, it was Nick Tunes. It was Doug Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. That was those three. Yeah, that's, okay. that was it. They had three, and that was okay. It. So we're we're missing we're missing Ren and Stimpy then. Um, we we are, we are. But uh, we'll we'll get to that later later in you know the show. Not today, but like you know. Overall, later in later life. in life, uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's let's get into it. Um, when did you, Adam, start watching Doug? I watched it the very first time it was on. Like I, I remember like the debut of Nicktoons being very well advertised mm-hmm. on the Nickelodeon channel, and like before Nicktoons, they had a bunch of other like cartoons and stupid shit, like uh, like Maya the Bee and the. I think it was called like the wonderful world of Fred Penner or adventures with Fred Penner. And, uh, there was this show about koala bears called noozles. And there was some other show about koala bears dancing in the street. Uh, these are, these and, are all, uh, uh, these are all like Nick jr. Shows, aren't they? I mean, at the time there was no Nick jr. It was just Nick. I'm sure they became Nick jr. Shows. Cause they were on in like the morning. I remember like having the chicken pox, when I was a first grader and like staying home and watching all of them. But Nick, the Nicktoons came out. I think I was in second grade or maybe even third, probably second. And the very first Nicktoon to ever come on that I ever saw was Doug. And so, and, and like Nickelodeon was like, you guys got to check out our all new original programming, Doug, Rugrats and Ren and on this Sunday at 10. Kid seats are just five bucks. And, um, I, I, I remember sitting in my basement by myself watching all three of them as they came on and thinking that one was better than the next. Like I like Doug and then Rugrats came on. I thought that one was even better. And then Ren and Stimpy came on and that one was my favorite. So I I've been watching Doug since day one. I've, I bet you have seen probably every episode of the Nickelodeon seasons, not the ABC seasons, but I, I could, yeah, I've seen them all. It was right in my wheelhouse and it was, you know, an original Nicktoon, which was a lot better than a lot of other crap that was on TV at the time. What about you? Yeah, I for, I mean, I definitely watched this when it first aired. I don't know if I watched it like the day of when it first aired. Like, I mean, this was all of Nick Nickelodeon's first original programming. So like all these episodes in season one, like were shown over and over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, it first aired on August 11th, 1991. So I, I mean, it was in the middle of summer and, baseball was over. So I was probably pretty, pretty close to, um, pretty close to watching it. Um, yeah. I, Doug to me was my favorite, um, was my favorite show of the three. Um, I think the humor, the humor of Ren and Stimpy, um, for whatever reason, I just didn't, I didn't get at the time. Um, and Rugrats, I think, I think I equally liked Rugrats and Doug, but for I think Doug struck me a little bit more because Doug was like a he was like he was a new kid in town. That was the thing about Doug is that uh, he was it was about a um, a family who just relocated to this you know city, um, and I forgot what the city's called. Um, but Bluffington. Bluffington. There you go. Uh, and and I I think at the time I could really relate with a new kid in town because I was a new kid in Spokane. Um, and, and also like Doug was a dreamer. He had a lot of like, you know, he'd have a lot Dude. of like, you know, daydreams and think about like being famous and being a superhero and, you know, we'll all get all, you know, into all this. But like that struck me because that like, I was a dreamer when I was a kid. Like I always like daydreamed of like being like the cool kid. Like, cause like for those who don't know me when I was like, 
from when I was like like elementary school to like high school. Like I I think I was very much a kind of a maybe a little bit of a nerd. I also had a bit of a had a bit of a speech impediment when I was in grade school and I, I probably still have a bit of a speech impediment that's not as notable noticeable now as it is when I was like eight years old. But like people always made fun of me because of like how I said my name. I couldn't say my R's. Like I had to go to speech uh, therapy in like elementary school because I shouldn't, couldn't say my R's. And if you know my name, it's Brennan Pointer. And like, yeah, that's that is, just like, cruel. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the hardest name in the world word to say, in the world to say when you're like eight years old. So I couldn't even say my own name. Uh, yeah, that's rough, man. <laughs> I can't relate to that. I was a linguist. <laughs> so, anyways, but yeah, I, I mean, Doug was just—I could just relate to him. I really, you know, he had crush. He had a crush on you know, Patty Mayonnaise, and like I had crushes on girls, and you know, it was. I, it, but I, w- I wasn't just, just like, like Doug, Doug. It, you know, was actually kind of cool. People did actually like him. I don't know if many people liked him. I don't know if many people like Doug. So I think you're about as cool as Doug. I mean, he had like one friend, like that's me. <laughs> I'm your Skeeter. He had like, he had a sister. You have brothers. And uh, he had like other kids that like hung around sometimes, but they weren't really his friend. I don't know. I mean, do you think Chalky and BB really gave a shit about Doug? I don't think so. He had a, bu- he had a bully. Named Roger Klutz. Or- yeah, Roger, I I could totally relate to that. I had a I had bully that lived up the street from me who was like who was it totally a Roger. Do I know him? Did he go uh, to our high school? It was a it was a couple of brothers. They were like one was older than me and one was a year younger than me. But like they just they were just kind of like they're hockey players and they just like what were they the, what were their names they bullied me. I, I'll tell you uh, their names was Aaron and Ryan. I'm not going to say their last name. Why? Who cares? Um, I don't know. I just I don't want. This is all. I don't want to say people. This is all true, right? I mean, you're not defaming them. You're allowed to speak the truth. Um. Anyways, they they always just like kind of picked on me when I got off like got off the school bus. Sometimes they'd get off the school bus like a stop early just to like pick on me. And like back in the like back in the early '90s, like back in the early '90s, there wasn't like parents would there wasn't parents would leave there wasn't 18 billion anti-bullying campaigns going on we just dealt with it so Bren relates to doug because uh he was a new kid (laughs) and he had bullies (laughs) this this show is getting really depressing like i'm making myself sound like really like i was like like it's not like i'm I'm probably making myself sound a lot sorrier than i actually was (laughs) uh you definitely are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway um back back to doug who who could say his name um doug was a new, doug was a new kid as were you as was i my mom was an apartment manager and she was always getting like transferred to some different apartment community i seriously like no shit i went to like 15 different schools growing up like no shit wow mostly in elementary school where I just I, I I seriously went to like two school I averaged like two schools a year every year I think kindergarten first second third fourth fifth yeah and then and then were you good at like were you were you good at like fitting in no, when you got to these new schools? no not at all like every school was different like some schools were like the kids they didn't like new kids you know what I mean they're like oh somebody new he you know he's not one of us and some just had nice kids so like some schools I remember fitting like right in this one school in particular in Renton I can't remember the name of it. But, like, for whatever reason, I just fit, like, right in with all the kids. And I, I immediately became friends with everybody. We played, like, football at recess. And they were all, like, the nice, like, happy, good-looking, popular kids. Like, it was, like, <laughs> it was, like, the best situation. And then I, like, moved in the middle of that school year in with my dad who lived in Olympia. And it sucked so hard because we, when I was in sixth grade in Renton, it was elementary school. But when I moved middle of the year to go live with my dad in Olympia... Sixth grade was middle school. So I literally oh, I like literally went from like elementary to middle, like in the middle of a school year. And when I joined the middle school, everyone else was already used to middle school. And it was like brand new for me. You know, it was awful. It was like the worst experience. 
That does. That sounds terrible. It was. I really wish I had. I, I can't like as an adult. I remember I, like now I think back. Where was the parental guidance in all this? Like nowadays, like seriously, whenever you talk to anybody, oh, I can't move my kids in school. I can't move my kids. Grandma is nearby. Like it's all I ever fucking hear. No one ever gave two shits about moving when I was a kid. Like, oh, there's kids. They'll deal with it. We really need to go here to make more money for the family. You know what I mean? Like, or, or whatever they had going. Like my like emotional needs were very, very low. Oh, priority list. <laughs> uh, so anyway, funny. Oh, so I go. Yeah, ahead. I was just gonna say ahead. I relate to Doug being a new kid too. Go ahead. Right. Oh no, I was just uh, I, I had nothing to say. So yeah, but about going back, I mean about Doug, like so yeah, I mean those. It was a very basic story. Doug had daydreams, and he would, and he had his friend uh, Skeeter. Um, his green, his green minority friend Skeeter. He was uh, he was blue. Chalky was green. Oh, sorry. Ro- right. Roger was um, green too. Roger was green. Um, and then he had a crush on the girl on a girl who's uh, Patty Mayonnaise. I, I feel like they were friends, right? Yeah, I mean, like, well, they were friendly. I mean, I don't know how much they hung out because he was. I don't know. I don't. Ske- the only Doug and Skeeter hung out as friends. Like they were friends. They like did everything together. If you don't do things with people, are they really your friend? I don't know. <laughs> right. And then and then there was, you know, Patty's friend, BB. But then Doug had his do- dog, Porkchop, um, who was uh, anthropomorphic. Like he walked around like a human, like not like he wasn't like a kind of, he wasn't like a real like dog. He would switch back and forth. Sometimes he would walk on all fours like a dog. And then other times he would behave like a person. Right, and he, but he also lived in an igloo. An igloo um, one thing I really remember about it is that he lived in an igloo-shaped doghouse, and uh, I think that was just a a play on the fact that like didn't people have like igloo-shaped doghouses? Like, I think that was like a thing. Anyways, but uh, but yeah, but then there was then they had. Is there? I'm missing the parents. Obviously, I mean, the he had his parents that they were just like he had an older sister named Judy who was like a beatnik actress. Right. That's right. <laughs> so you could probably really relate to Doug because, like, he was like, it's like your family dynamic. You had an older sister, and Doug had an older sister. It's nothing like uh, my family dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's dad was like really nice, and and Doug's <laughs> sister was like always trying to help him, or or if she was being mean, it was in a fun, you know, Nickelodeon kind of way. That was not my sister when she wanted to be mean. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> um. But then, uh, but then he also had neighbors, uh, uh, Mr. Dink, Mr. Dink, Mr. Dink, Mr. Bud Dink, uh, and like he would always like go over to Mr. Dink and get like advice. advice. And Mr. Um, Dink always had like the the latest contraption he would want to show him. Yeah. He called him Douglas, and he had a lisp. He go, "Hey, Douglas." <laughs> uh, that's my Mr. That was a. So yeah, um, so that that's just I mean that's just the cast. Um, so let's who, talk about well, who is your favorite out of all of them? I mean, besides Doug? Yeah, besides Doug. Um, I think I had a, I think I had an affinity for, uh, for Skeeter. I, I think yeah, Skeeter was you know he. Was, Skeeter Skeeter was a happening was, guy. He had a good yeah. attitude. He was always up for anything. He had a smile He's on always, his face. He's always skateboarding. Um, yeah, yeah. Two things. Two things about Skeeter. I love. He would always make this weird little beeping sound when he would like say hello and goodbye. Like hi, Doc. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was just part of his like communications. And then Skeeter had this little brother who wore this like giant purple T-shirt. And I don't know why, but for some reason, my wife, Jill, is, like, obsessed with the little brother. She thinks he's, like, so cute. If you ever talk about Skeeter's little brother, it's, like, her thing. So, <laughs> but Skeeter's little brother was, like, a baby. He was, like, like a, a toddler. Baby, right? He was, like, four, maybe. Like, okay. Three or four. Okay. And he was, you know, they were both, but Skeeter and Skeeter's little brother were, you know, fun. They, they, they added to the story. And then Porkchop, the dog, was fun, too. Yeah. Um, both uh, both Skeeter and uh, Porkchop were uh, voiced by the same person. And actually, Mr. Dink was voiced. That all three of those people were voiced. Oh, by you the know same who person. we forgot so, was uh, the hard ass principal, Mr. Bone. 
Oh yeah, we he did. Was kind of, he was kind he of a good a, bad guy. He was. He's not on this like character list that I'm looking oh. at currently. Um, weird. He had like um, he had like, he had, like a yeah, regular totally. teacher who was like kind of nice, and she was older. I don't remember her name, but then like the principal, Mister Bone, he was always the one bringing the hammer. Like if you did, if you did something wrong, you best believe Mister Bone's gonna get in your face about it. Could you do his voice? Okay, Doug Funny, get out of here with that monkey business. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's gonna sound familiar. That's uh, that's very good. Who is your oh, favorite yeah, Skeeter. character? Skeeter, Skeeter, and his brother. Yeah, Skeeter. Okay, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, uh, favorite episodes. Like this has always been. If you've listened to the show for like. You know, if you listen to any of our shows talking about TV shows, one thing I'm terrible at is like remembering uh, like favorite shows. Um, I listened to our if, podcast. I had no idea that was like an ongoing theme that you're bad at remembering. This. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite, probably my favorite shows revolved around Quail Man. Oh, yeah. um, Quail Man was uh, was Doug's alter ego, like. Like he had like get up. he was a superhero get that up. had all these. Abilities. He had a belt on his head. He wore his underpants over his shorts. Um, he liked yes. his secret well, food was beets. I think one thing that always confused me about his outfit is that it's really hard to replicate because you can't actually put a belt around your head and have the like have it like stick out like a like a top of a quail like. If you put a belt on the top of your head, like how Doug did, it would just flop down like over your face. I completely, like, I completely disagree. I just don't think you did it right. If you like, if you, if you tie it off so that the knot is underneath the headband portion, and then you, your nat- natural gravity is pushing up the very end of the tie belt upward, and then there's not very much slack. It'll dip down. It won't look as cool as his, but you could do it. Okay. I, I just, I, in fact, I challenge you, know. you to do it. Okay, I'll, I'll do that when I get home. This could be part of the... You um, know how you always do like a fun little uh, image design of like me and you inserted into the show we're talking about? You should do that with a belt <laughs> on your head. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, those shows were always, you know, some of my favorite. I, you know, date... He would daydream in shows, and I always enjoyed that. I always daydreamed. Like, what was, like, you had a a list of shows, Adam. What were your favorite shows? Yeah, there was a couple episodes that I specifically remember liking a lot. One of them, he was, like, fishing. He was fishing on a dock um, all by himself. I think it might have been with Mr. Dink. I don't seem to remember his dad or his friends being around it. He was out fishing on some lake, and they were trying to catch some, like, fabled giant catfish or something that lived there. And they, Mr. Dink had all this fancy equipment, and they, like, couldn't get him. And then at the very – you think they're going home because they can't catch him. And then Doug, like, picks up, like, a stick with, like, a piece of bubble gum on the end of a string to, like, hand it to some kid who left it there. And suddenly, like, the fish bites, and he takes off. And, and Doug has to go on, the, like, this monster fishing battle with this giant fish in t- inside this little tiny rowboat. And he ends up catching him and seeing that he's such a majestic old fish. You know, he throws it back, which is, like, every – fish story episode of anything ever made but that was a good one there was another one where doug makes a movie like with his like his family's like camcorder and the villain in the movie is pork chop and he builds him like sort of like the shark head and these shark wings and he builds like this miniature town with like his toys and stuff that pork chop stars in as the villain i thought i mean i always made like amateur movies like that with like my, my stuffed animals and my like pets so that i like that one but then my favorite one was this episode where his his sister Judy gets this boyfriend and his, the boyfriend's name is Kyle. I don't know why I remember that. But Kyle was like really sophisticated and really smart and really funny and and Judy was really embarrassed by her family. So she sort of wrote this crazy script for characters for all of them to play <laughs> that that when the boyfriend came <laughs> over they would behave this way to impress him or something and the goal was for them to be really artistic and out there. And I don't, and, and she didn't let Doug be Doug. She made Doug be like the butler. (laughs) (laughs) And then I don't remember what the mom was, but the dad, the dad 
his lines. So the sister gave them all lines to like rehearse and then perform when the boyfriend got there. And all I remember about the dad was like in the middle of dinner, he would suddenly like grab his head because the story was he was a writer struggling with like a severe bout with writer's block. <laughs> and so <laughs> at the dinner, like people would be like talking and like pleasant pleasantries, and then somebody would take a bite, and then suddenly the dad would yell, "Oh my writer's block!" <laughs> And then, and then Doug didn't appreciate being the butler, so he wrote himself like a spinoff character as like a secret agent. And in between being the butler, he he was dressed up in like this little James Bond suit, and he would pull Kyle off to the side and tell Kyle about this secret mission going on with the poison dinner that they were eating. And Doug essentially ruined the older sister's you know um, shenanigans, but. In the end, the boyfriend liked it, and she got a second date. We never saw her again, but the point was well made. Yeah, um, I I definitely remember that. I definitely remember bits of that show. Uh, another show that really sticks out to me is when they go on a family trip to um, to the Grand Canyon, um, and all this like all this crap, like all like they have like his, they're they have to stop at all these like tourist traps like the biggest ball of yarn and and they're just trying to get to the grand canyon and then something happens where they get off track but like the dad's like we're gonna make it to the we're gonna make it to the grand canyon if if there's you know he gets really like adamant about making it there after like all these terrible things start happening do you remember that show at all no i, I feel you like anything? you're like making it up <laughs> i'm not making it up. anyways but anyways um yeah i mean the another thing that sticks with me was uh, there's an episode where <laughs> where Doug is like going to profess his love to Patty Mayonnaise, and so he goes to this like recording like this little shop where the, he like has where there's like a recording studio or like like and he like records a song for her because like one thing about Doug is he played the banjo. Remember that? You, was um, it the banjo or a ukulele? Something like that. Was, I'm pretty sure it was a banjo. All right, and so he could play the he could play the banjo, but he sang this song like "Patty, you're the man is on my hot dog." Patty, you're the man is on my. And do you remember that at all? Oh yeah, he went to one of those like little like booths to like make a music yeah. video. It was like make a music video booth, and somehow like he lost the tape and Roger got it or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. Doug's secret yeah, song. So. No, I actually just found that online. Doug writes a secret and quirky love song about Patty and makes it into a video at a new store in the mall where people can make their own music videos. But after a mix-up right. mix at the store and after being beset by a severe case of hiccups while filming the video, Doug gets Patty's video and Doug thinks his tape fell into the hands of Patty, who is taking it to an up-all-night party at BB's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what and that's okay that's the one thing that happened a lot in shows is that doug would like the shenanigans would happen and then doug would then like daydream about like the outcome of the worst thing like, possible yeah the worst thing would happen and like and i remember like that particular like patty like puts in the in the tape and then like all the girls like start pointing at it and like start laughing and like yeah, and so like Doug, like then Doug has to figure out how to like, you know, retrieve the tape, and I think in the end, like I don't know if, if I don't know if he retrieves the tape or switches it or or if they just watched the the wrong one and it wasn't his after all. But um, yeah, I, I feel that like was, Roger had I feel like Roger had it, and somehow Doug got it back before Patty saw it, so he didn't he didn't like care that Roger was making fun of him because at least Patty didn't see it. I think that's right. how it ended. Yeah. Um. I'm not seeing anything about this Grand Canyon episode. I feel like you're like, <laughs> like I'm not Cross. lying. I'm not. I'm, well, not I'm, lying, but I but like crisscross some other show with Doug. Just uh, just talk for a second about something else, and I'll and I'll find it. So all right. Um. So rewatchability is something we like to talk about on this podcast. Is this show rewatchable? Honestly, I've I've like recorded like a couple of episodes off of off of the splat like late night. Nicktoon watching. I've tried to watch it with my wife. It just, I don't know. It's its not really for me. I, I would not say that Doug is rewatchable for me. Now, you may enjoy it. Maybe if you've got kids, they'd enjoy it. Or maybe if you you just want the nostalgia factor. Maybe you just kind of like sort of the chill, laid-back atmosphere. I would say that Doug is a little uneventful for my taste. It's a little too much like real life. 
for a cartoon. Like I, I, I like a little more adventure and a little more wackiness in what I watch. That's just me. I always thought Doug was a little tame and I thought that when I was like seven. So of course I think it now, but um, anyway, that, so in terms of like a one to 10 rewatchability score, I'd give it like a, you know, probably like a four. It's, it's not something, not something I'd recommend really. There's probably a couple good episodes, but there's a bunch of forgettable episodes too. Yeah. So. I, I definitely think this is one of those shows. I, I, to be honest, I don't know if I've ever, like I didn't prep for the show to like watch it at all. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't go back and watch any episodes because I feel like I remembered it pretty well enough to like talk about it. Um, but yeah, there. If you like, it isn't that memorable, and like, I yeah, and I haven't gone back and watched it in several year, years. But I, I would agree with you. Like, I'd like to go watch it, but I probably agree with you that it probably isn't very re- rewatchable. Like, um, hey, hey, you know what? I just found your episode. It's the very, very last episode that Nickelodeon did is called Doug's bad trip, which sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like he like did some bad shrooms and like M- Mr. Dink has to like help him vomit them up before his dad gets home and Skeeter's like cleaning the carpet, but it's not, it's like they go to the gorge, not the grand Canyon. They go to the gorge. Yeah. They go to the, the, the great painted gorge. And, uh, it says, uh, Phil is committed to keeping this, keeping a schedule, but Doug and Judy convince him to stop at several, several tourist traps along the way. But the family isn't having any fun on the trip. Anyways, that's that's what happens. It's I just remember that for some reason. Uh, so, do, have you rewatched it at all? I, I like I said, I probably have rewatched it in the last like ten years, like episodes. But I've never like actively like I need to go watch Doug. Like I've had that I've had that feeling with Rugrats. Um, I've had that feeling with Ren and Stimpy. Um, but I've never I've never had the need to like, hey, I need to go rewatch Doug. Um, yeah. And strangely, not strangely, but like Doug's never been, you know, hasn't ever really hasn't it hasn't came back. Like there hasn't been anything that's, you know, like really nothing's like I don't think anyone's interested in like renewing this like for a new generation. I think they're just I think it's gone. Well, they <laughs> well, they, um, they did renew it once. So it was um the the final Nickelodeon season aired from 93 to 94. And then in 1996, so two years later, it came back, but it had been bought by ABC and sort of, you know, when, when a show changes hands like that, um, you know, you lose all creative control. So I'm not even seeing any of the same writers. Most of the same um, actors were, were not recast. Pretty much right. all the Disney Pretty much all the Disney episodes, this is interesting, this is really kind of interesting, were all directed by the same person in one season. So, like, the same guy directed every episode in season five, the same guy directed every episode in season six, and the same guy directed every episode in season seven. That's not typical for TV shows. And and the reason is because you want a little more variety and you want to see what works and what doesn't. I mean, if you cast a bad director for the whole season, then your whole season sucks. I I try, I mean... By the time the Doug remake came out, it was 1996, so I was like 12. I was kind of aging out of Doug, I'd say, at that time. But I still, like, tried to watch it for, like, nostalgic reasons. Because I had, like, grown up watching Doug, so I was like, I'll try and watch it. And I, like, I hated it. I, like, couldn't watch it at all. Like, you know they... I thought the... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm... yeah, I, I remember watching it. Um, I remember, you know, being excited about it being on ABC Um and I remember the first episode was so like it wasn't a remake; it was a continuation of the story. But like, it just like basically all the kids were had kind of grown up um, from like after a summer vacation. Um, Sounds like they went to. I'm reading they went, they started the new season. They were in middle school now instead of yeah, like middle. they went yeah, and so like and and so they all come back and they all like. <laughs> uh, and so they all, like, some of them have new hairstyles. Um, they, they made, like, Roger, like, a little bit more likable, like, not so much of a villain anymore. Um, like, and, but they, but he was still kind of a bully, but they were all friends now because um, they were, like, you know, in junior high, because apparently that's what happens after elementary school. You go to junior high and everyone's friends. Um, that happened to me. <laughs> but uh, one thing I want to talk about, and this happens in, like, so many – like so many TV shows, so many uh, 
is that is the the school the school year gap. There's a lot of shows where like they'll have like uh, everyone will go for summer vacation and then they'll come back, but like but then every but then like when people get back from get back to school and they see all their friends for the first time, it's like they hadn't seen them like all summer. Like I, maybe you can speak of this because like I think you like you went back and forth between your parents in the summer. But like when I got out of school in the summer, I was just hanging out with the same people. Like why, why is this such a trend? And like, why is there, why do they do that? Is it just like to have the like time gap? Well, yeah. Um, that way you can make a bunch of changes, whatever changes you want so that you, you didn't have to explain it along the way. If, if nobody saw each other during the summer, then on the first day of school, Bam, BB can have a new haircut. Bam, Roger can be a nice guy. You know, bam, Doug could have grown a mustache. Like it, it doesn't matter because you've had some sort of break in time. So as a writer, it gives you a lot of create creative outlets. And I would say that like, yeah, spending summers at my different parents' house and like changing schools like 15 times like I did. I like never saw anybody from my school during the summer. If I even went to the same school the next year. Mm-hmm. Like, if you didn't live in like my little cul-de-sac or something, like I didn't. I don't know. I didn't know where you lived. Was I supposed to know? I don't know. I like I. <laughs> I guess there was like there is people I didn't see over the summer, but I definitely like saw my friends. Like we all, you know, lived in the same neighborhood, so I'd see like well, all you, my friends. You lived in like a nice like little cluster of houses in in a residential area where a bunch of families and kids lived, though. Like that's I, true. I, I didn't always like we we lived in a bunch of different apartment complexes and in different places here and there. And sometimes there was kids and sometimes there weren't. So um, I think it, I think it's it was realistic to me. I, I would only ever see the kids that lived like on my street during the summers. Like we'd play with we'd play with them. But I mean, I didn't even know how it wasn't like today. Like, how would I even get in touch with those kids? Like, if I didn't have their <laughs> phone number, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, yeah. I mean, other than other than the, the relaunch by Disney, I, I mean, I don't remember any of that other than like the first episode, like I probably watched it once and never watched it again. Um, you know, I do remember. That's, a, that's essentially what happened to me too. I, yeah. I watched it and I was like, what the hell's wrong with Doug's voice? He sounded like he was going through puberty. Puberty. His voice got all high and annoying and squeaky. And I was like, this isn't Doug. And I was right. like, why would they, br- why would they change his voice? Anyway, I, or I, I, I imagine it I, something to do with the actor, Billy West, like not either not them not paying him enough or, that, oh, I know, but I didn't understand that when I was a when I was like eleven or twelve. Right? I was yeah. Like, why would why would they change his voice? It's a damn cartoon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Aren't uh, you trying to like sell us the same product? Not some. I don't know anybody that liked the the Disney ABC version. Do you? I don't uh, even know anybody that watched it. I don't, and it was like, and it was on for, uh, it was on for a while. It was on from nineteen ninety six to two thousand and one. So, I mean, they had enough people must watching have just it. Been people must just been people younger than us. Like, was it on that same... Do you remember, like, ABC had this, like, cartoon block for a while in the late 90s that was kind of cool and it included Recess? Yeah, it, and, it, like, it was the same block, yeah. It was on a Saturday morning. It was Saturday morning cartoons. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I, I always missed out on the Saturday morning cartoon craze. It was never, like... I don't know. I don't ever remember associating Saturday mornings with cartoons like some other kids. I don't remember, like... I was never a part of the whole block, the hour block or two hour block of watching TV shows. Like there was TGIF, there were Saturday morning cartoons. Like I never was a part, like I never, like I guess I could have brought that up. And then when I like, what did I miss in the nineties? Like I never sat in front of my TV for two hours on a Friday night watching an entire block of like TV shows. Like I never watched like, like, um, family matters, full house or family matters or, um no that shit that shit all sucked but like on saturday night i would totally watch snick i would like i would i, would, oh, that's so true. I would i would watch snick but i didn't like nickelodeon was like the only like channel i probably like actively like watched like all the time like it was like i would watch snick and i would also probably watch a little bit of mtv um and then i also watched Com- uh comedy central and like late night when i was like and show tunes and show tunes yes and the show tune channel um, luck be a Brennan tonight. I, I'm going to go find that because I do not believe that I ever said I listened to show tunes. I think you might be, I'm I think you might fi- be well, getting confused. You, you may have, 
No, you may have been joking, but you definitely said it. Like, definitely. <laughs> I, I maybe, like, I wouldn't just create that out of thin might, air. You definitely said it. It sounds like maybe it was a joke. Like, maybe I was like, just, like... You're covering now. Did Abby get on you for telling everyone your secret? Is that what I don't happened? listen to show tunes. Yeah, sure, man. I mean, you were, like, humming... Oh, oh gosh. I, I just... You lo- I mean, you were, like, humming the cat songs when we were in San Diego. You love cats. You love... <laughs> Guys and Dolls, Little Shop of Horrors, Godspell, you love all that um, shit. Yeah, no. Um, there's not, I mean, other than what we've said, like, there's, I can't really think. Did you watch the Doug movie? Um, like, I, I didn't watch the Doug yeah, movie. They, Did anybody watch the Doug movie? It came out in 1999. I didn't go see it. Um, we, no, that was like the year The Matrix came out. Can you imagine that? I don't want to go see The Matrix. I've ever seen the Doug movie. Yeah, like, I guess, yeah. By the time, like, 1999 <laughs> rolled around, 1998, 99. Like I was already like, like in the like you were in high school like, listen, listening to yeah, show like tunes. Was, like you were a badass. <laughs> yeah, nineteen eighty nine. Like, you know, I remember going to see like probably like the the first like adult movie I ever saw like in the nineties was the uh, the Big Lebowski, and uh, and I re- I remember seeing that movie in in the theater, and from then on like I probably. Hardly ever went and saw like kid movies again, um, other than like maybe going with my brothers to stuff. But like, um, but yeah, like it, it, it kid like all, like Nickelodeon, everything got replaced at the end of the '90s by like Matrix and tons of other stuff and video games. Well, yeah, I mean, we we entered yeah. high school. I would hope you know we, we had to get out of Nickelodeon. But yeah, I definitely, and I ha- probably had no interest in seeing like. Doug's first movie, which is what's called. So, no, I remember in middle school. I remember in middle school starting to feel like I'm like growing out of. Nick- I like watch Nickelodeon. It's not that into it anymore. I just don't think it's that good. And they had all these new, they had all these new shitty Nicktoons like Rocket Power and the Wild Thornberries and, oh, and Rocky, yeah. Hey Arnold mm-hmm. and like grown up Rugrats, and they all just like sucked. They weren't funny. I don't get why people like Hey Arnold. Yeah, what is good like- about Hey Arnold? It's not funny. Nobody in that show is funny except. Helga, the girl that she's the only good character. Everyone else in that show sucks. Yeah, they were in the Angry Beavers. Like, no, I hate and, Angry Beavers is terrible. Yeah, if people, yeah, like they uh, after like after the first block of like the three shows, like they all just kind of like it just went it's all become very everything went downhill. But I mean, all those I mean not all those shows, but like I mean they have a bunch of I mean Nicktoon still exists in some form. So well, no, it, I mean, it was like. After, like, Ren and Stimpy, there was Rocco, then there was Aw Real Monsters, and then there was Hey Arnold, and then a bunch came out, Wild Thornberry, and they pretty much all sucked until, like, 2000, Spongebob came out and, like, revived Spongebob, that's right. Yeah. Spongebob was like, all right, we're bringing Nickelodeon back with Spongebob, motherfuckers, and boy, did it. Spongebob is great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, other than that, there's not, you know, much to say about Doug. It was, it was a, I think, and we never really talked about this, but, like, how I like I thought like not I didn't think I was Doug, but like Doug was like the character like I most associated my like self with throughout like elementary school and like really like like attached myself to that character like I thought like I daydreamed being being Doug like I wanted to like you and like, Jill are so weird. You guys always talk about being cartoons. Like, how does that even? How is that even a thing people think about? I wish I was a cartoon. I think I'm like well, a cartoon. I wish I, was, I didn't like wish I was a cartoon. I just wish like I had like I always like had this like like wanted to have this like ideal idyllic life of like being a kid who rode his bike around the small town and like went to the shops and like and was like I don't know. That I mean that I mean. It, all the movies in the '90s were like about kids that lived these idyllic lives, like so. Like that's what you're like, kind of inundated with when you're like growing up. It's like just idyllic, like small town living. So, I mean, you you pretty much had that, by the way. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, in a small suburb, well, you know, but like and, in like in Meads, like in, up in like where I lived, like there was like it was a sub, like it was a sub, like a subdivision. Like there was nothing like. You couldn't. There was no like downtown that you like well, rode your true. bike to. Plenty of kids. Oh yeah, there's there. I mean, I had a good childhood. I'm not saying I didn't. I'm just saying like when you're like stop complaining little... about your childhood. I'm gonna tell your mom. <laughs> She's listening. So oh, um, hi Judy. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, like you mentioned, you wanted to you give a shout out to uh, 
the voice of Doug. Yeah, Billy just West. real quick. Um, Billy West was the voice of Doug. He's also the voice of Stimpy in the original Ren and Stimpy, the creator of Ren and Stimpy. I can never remember how to say his name. It's like John. He went by John K, and it was like John Collis. I don't remember, but John K took over the voice of Stimpy at some point. But Billy West was the original voice of Stimpy, and then he was the voice of Fry on Futurama, and he was the voice of Bugs Bunny in Space Jam. Okay. And he's had a nice little. He's had a nice little. I think he's really funny. Like I think Stimpy and Fry, especially, are like really good characters. I really like what he does with them. And he he used to he used to do voices and like have running gags on the Howard Stern show. Like back in the nineties, okay. so he's 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 a cool guy, Billy West. So shout out to him and um, Doug. Not you know not the best show ever made, but a good show. Like we, I hope this didn't seem like Doug bashing. Like we both enjoyed Doug, the Nickelodeon seasons. We both watched it. I mean, it, I don't know that it holds up now that we're adults, but it was a good kid show. Yeah, I mean, it, it absolutely was a good kid show. It had you know, it didn't it had good values in it, and it was you know, it was a good. You know, it was a good, wholesome show. I mean, I can't really say anything more than that. Like, that's... Well, let's not say anything more. Um, All right, so that was our Doug podcast. Ow! Um, I just wanted to, uh, real quick, thank everyone for listening. We thank you guys so much, our fans, our families, and uh, our future listeners. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, Recently... We did have a lucky winner of the email, Brennan Sweepstakes, and he asked us to cover the movie Pulp Fiction, which we will do um, for our friend Timothy, I think it was Simmons, Timothy Simmons. We're going to do Pulp Fiction for our next movie podcast, which will be awesome. Uh, I know I've seen it a handful of times. I'm sure you've seen it a handful of times. I've got plenty to say about that movie, let me tell you. And uh, so stay tuned for that. And um, unless you have anything to, else to add, Brennan. I do not. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'll, I'll, we're going right. to be off for like a week and a, a week. I'm going to be in Hawaii soaking in the rays. So, uh, Mukalakahiki. You know you want to lay me. Pass the poi, mahalo. What's that from? Wayne's World. That's right. Great night. Anyway, for Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another titillating episode of super 90s brothers we look forward to hearing more from you guys email the show super 90s brothers gmail.com or podcast uh facebook all that crap we'll talk to you guys soon talk to you later man peace